As I'm now officially one third of the way through my life in Barbados, I decided to do something a little different. I decided to hand it over to you, the listener. Have you ever dreamed of living on a paradise island? That's exactly what Yvonne Campbell is doing for a whole year. Otherworld Travel presents Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Welcome to this week's special question and answer episode of Life in Barbados. Every week I get questions from listeners asking for more information on a specific aspect of each episode. And I decided now is the time to answer these questions all at the same time. During the last episode, I asked you to send me your burning questions on anything that you've heard in my episode so far. As you may have heard me mention before, I'm actually a fully accredited travel agent and I feel my customers will benefit from my insights on their dream destination during the booking process. Whilst it hasn't been an ideal time for most people to book a dream getaway, I'm truly grateful that I have had the opportunity to enjoy the Beijing experience on their behalf. I'm hoping that those listeners who are considering a trip to Barbados now feel like they have a lot of information they need to make a decision about booking and experience this amazing place for themselves. If you're thinking of putting Barbados on your must-visit list, you can find my contact details on my show page at life-in-barbados.com forward slash podcast. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. So let's get to your questions. First of all, here is one from Debbie in Belfast. I just discovered your podcast and listened to the Welcome Stamp episode. You seem to leave in a bit of a hurry. How have you coped with being away from your family for so long? Well, I actually lived away in England for 20 years or so, and I always had to make plans to see my family in advance because it would require a flight back to Northern Ireland. But then I moved back to Northern Ireland for about three and a half years before I came here to Barbados. And what was really good about living in Belfast was my family live in Derry and I could pop down and see them anytime I wanted. I could wake up in the morning, jump in the car and just go and see them. However, during the last year because of COVID, I wasn't really able to do that because of all the restrictions. So I didn't get to see them much and I spent most of my time with them on Zoom calls or WhatsApp video calls. So yeah, being here, I don't feel it's that much different really. I've actually had lots of family and friends booked to come and visit me. Meant to be from February onwards, but because of the restrictions both in the UK and here, that hasn't happened. But I'm hopeful, fingers crossed, that my first visitor will come in June. So from June, I've got visitors arriving every three weeks or so. And as I say, that'll be kind of family and friends. So I'm looking forward to seeing people in person. And in the meantime, just continuing to utilise the phone, video calls and actually, you know, doing things like sharing sunsets on video calls has been amazing. So I haven't missed them too much. Here's one from Mark in Gloucester. Rum is my favourite tipple and it sounds like Barbados is definitely the best place to go for rum. What's been your favourite rum since you've been out there? So rum, also a favourite drink of mine. My go-to has always been Mount Gay and Mount Gay is a Beijing rum and you have a whole lot of different varieties. However, one of the rums I've experienced recently has been Dorley's Exo Rum. So Dorley's has a number of different varieties. The Exo rum itself is matured over six years and it's finished in sherry casks, which gives it quite a unique taste. So that has been a new discovery. However, I don't feel I have really 
tasted as much of a range of rums as I should have. So keep a listen out for future episodes because I'm going to make a concerted effort to plan a number of rum episodes. I'm going to be checking out local rum shops, different distilleries in the island and also rum experiences. So watch this space. Life in Barbados. Samantha in Cincinnati asks, how have you been treated by locals? Do they enjoy tourism? Tourism is very important here on the island and I personally have found the locals very welcoming. They always say hello and go out of their way to help you. One of the things I have taken away from my experiences so far is about the importance of being respectful. COVID has thrown up a number of challenges in relation to tourism versus can people live in here locally. Some tourists have come into the island and not followed protocols when they entered. There are very specific quarantine rules that you have to follow. And unfortunately, there were a number of cases where people didn't follow those rules. So quarantine was broken and it did lead to COVID outbreaks. So rightly so, there was some animosity on public social media platforms. But I think for me, a key message has been about, you know, be respectful. You are being welcomed into someone else's home country and you need to follow the rules. You know, those rules are there to keep everyone safe, you as a tourist and locals as well. Barbados is trying to balance that fine line between opening up and allowing people to come in as tourists and support the local economy versus keeping their own citizens safe. So it's a balancing act and therefore the protocols should be followed to enable that to happen. Otherwise, it's probably tourists who will suffer in the long run because Barbados will not be afraid to shut borders and put more restrictions in place. So it's for the benefit of everyone. Life. In Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Jeff in Nebraska. During your beach walk tour with Nicholas Dean, he showed you some fabulous sights. Hi, this is Sandy Van Nice. So beautiful, beautiful day. Have you returned to any of those spots? And what is your favorite? Absolutely. The stretch of beaches between Herons Bay and Paynes Bay is probably one of the longest stretches on the West Coast. So you've got lots of small, short beaches and that stretch is very unusual because you can probably do a good hour's walk in it and that is the walk that Nicholas took me on. The Herons Bay, where we started, is one of Nicholas's favourite beaches and it has also become one of my favourite beaches. It is just outside Coral Reef and the Colony Club hotels. There are no stones. There is clear blue glistening water, generally very calm. And it is great for swimming or having a bit of bobbing around in the water, having a chat with friends. Check it out if you happen to be on the West Coast. Dan in Birmingham emails, how well enforced have the social distancing measures during COVID been? Have you felt comfortable when carrying out activities? The protocols have been excellent. Every shop, bar, restaurant you go to, you get temperature checks, you sanitize, you have to give your contact details for contact tracing should there be any issue. And some of those attractions I've been referring to have not been opened if social distancing can't be enabled. Parts of the beaches have been restricted at certain points in times. There's been kind of curfews at weekends and also on bank holidays. I think that is to stop people from gathering on the beaches for parties. So it seems they've worked well. You know, the numbers have significantly reduced over the last number of weeks. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. A 
Amanda in Oxford asks, How many other people have you encountered who have relocated to Barbados on uh, this welcome stamp? Would you stay there if you could? Short answer, a lot. Everywhere you go, people tend to chat to you and then invite you to meet up again or to go to things that are happening on the island. So even at a time where I've went out for dinner to have a bit of quiet time of my own, I end up chatting to someone there. I think it's because the island is very transient. So due to the generous visa allowances, they will let people come from the UK for up to six months with no visa. Then you've got the welcome stampers like myself who have a visa for up to a year. And there's lots of people who live here in the island for so many months of the year and then go somewhere else to live and then return. So I think there's a lot of people in the same boat. I've been surprised at the amount of solo travellers as well as meeting people whenever I'm out and about. I think solo travellers utilise the various Facebook groups that are available where people make plans and have open invites. So that could be a day trip to the East Coast or a pleasure cruise or something along those lines. And that's where you get to meet people as well. As far as staying here, I can see myself staying longer. So the four months in, I've had lockdown, ash cloud, and the island is still quite quiet because of the lack of tourism. So not everything is open at the moment, such as some of the attractions you'll have heard me speak about in my previous two episodes of Touring the Island by Taxi. Also, Barbados is known for its year-round festivals, which have not been happening for obvious reasons. So there's been a lot cancelled, but I would love to experience some of these. So I might have to stay for those next year. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Please do subscribe to Life in Barbados to follow my journey and never miss an episode. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Jessica ICAM44 asked via our post on Reddit, is there a lot of competition amongst tour providers and drivers? It seems so friendly, but I wonder if it really is. So there are a lot of taxi drivers who offer tours. They'll take you around the island and they have a good understanding of the sites you can visit. It doesn't feel competitive and you'll get to know a taxi driver or two and you'll tend to use them. So that's what I did on my last two episodes when I got a tour of the island with Tyrone, the taxi driver and tour guide. If you're here on holidays, your hotel will usually have associated taxi driver that works out of there who will also be able to take you on a tour of the island. However, what I think Barbados is really missing is more official accredited tour guides that have a deep knowledge of the island who can share that with you. You will remember my episode on the Spitestown walking tour with Carlo. Yeah, one of the good things about the evening tour. See the sunset, look at that. Beautiful. It was really fantastic. He is an absolute expert in Spitestown history and that really shone through. Carlo focuses only on that area though. And it would be great to have similar tours in other locations of interest. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Kimberly from Guildford emails, Yvonne, I am planning on getting married in Barbados next year. So I obviously listened to your podcast episode about Barbados weddings. And then we have, I have set standard prices for each group. Yeah. So okay, they just they, they just tell me how many people are how coming. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, this is your price. My question is, what hotel would you recommend as an affordable option for our guests who aren't immediately family and may have a little less budget, but still want a nice stay? So on the South Coast, I would hands down recommend the four-star Seabreeze 
beach house. Now, it's all-inclusive, so if all-inclusive is your thing, that is definitely the place to go. This is where I stayed for my first three weeks. It has a gorgeous beach, great food, love the water activities, really friendly staff, and the rooms have great ocean views. Coconut Court is another mid-range favourite. It is family-owned self-catering option in Hastings. Again, it is on the beach. It's walking distance to lots of shops and restaurants and bars that have live music. On the West Coast or a little further north, I would recommend Little Good Harbour. So I visited here a few weeks ago. It's a really great self-catering option in St. Lucie, near Port St. Charles and Spitestown. It's got a fantastic restaurant called The Fish Pot. It's family friendly and a little bit quieter, but still easy to get around and visit sites, etc. Or there are a lot of villa and apartment rental options that offer great value for money in and around Whole Town. Easy access to my favourite beaches, which I just mentioned earlier, and plenty of shopping, bars and restaurants. These can be booked direct or they can also be booked through travel agents as well. So, you know, that's something to inquire about rather than just a simple hotel or resort stay. My final question is from Marie in Reading. Have you found any decent sushi on the island? No, I follow Marie on Instagram and I saw that just last week she had sushi pizza. Yes, you heard that correct. Sushi pizza in a place near where she lives when things started opening back up again. So I haven't found anything as unique as that yet. However, yes, I have found some fantastic sushi just a few days ago, actually. So my local shopping centre is called Lime Grove. So it's my go-to shopping centre. It's not far from me. It's got bars, restaurants, anything you kind of need, electronics. They also actually have a great Japanese supermarket in there. So I have actually been cooking quite a few dim sum at home. But I stumbled across a sushi and Japanese restaurant called Fusion Rooftop. And that was somewhere that I didn't even know existed uh, until a few days ago. And I'm really pleased I did. So the sushi was probably some of the best I've ever had. But the bar and restaurant itself, well, it was probably one of the nicest spaces I've come across here on the island. It's quite a trendy, cool vibe, excellent decor. So check out my Instagram stories to have a look for yourself. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. So there you have it. It's so lovely to get your questions, so please do keep them coming. I may very well do another Q&A session on a future episode. And for the next episode, well, this weekend I am off on a private catamaran cruise on the West Coast here in Barbados. So check in next week to hear all about it. Until then, do make sure you follow the podcast via your favourite app. You can find my show's pages at life-in-barbados.com forward slash podcast. There you can get links to my show notes, which covers everything in today's episode and details of how to contact me. Make sure you subscribe to Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Go to life-in-barbados.com forward slash subscribe. If you've been enjoying Life in Barbados, you're going to want to check out my other show, The Bucket List. Each episode, I chat with locals, guides, and even some people I met along the way on various dream trips. 
experience safari in Tanzania, road trips across the US and hiking across Australia's national parks, just to mention a few of the episodes. Go to otherworldtravel.com forward slash podcast. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes.